You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr. Welcome in. This is the Back Row Jet Show. I am Tom Tuttle, and with me, as always, well, at least most of the time, my co-host <laughs> of Fantasy Fuel as well, John Eddy Jr. How happy are you that we actually got to see some sports-ish kind of stuff to watch? I, I can't even explain how amazing it was. I mean, it was the most watched NFL draft ever, and mm. duh, there's nothing yeah. else to do and watch when it comes to sports, so we were all extremely, extremely happy to have some new football. Unfortunately, we all had to watch Roger Goodell be super awkward with the fans on the TV in the background. Right. Uh, come on, guys. What do you, uh, God, just, just, just say the pick. <laughs> we don't need all that. We don't need all that. Uh, although I thought it was interesting when he said, come on, Jets fans, I don't hear you booing enough. Uh, that one, I'll give him. I, get, I like that. At least he understands. He, he understands. He, anyway. uh, yeah, he, he embraced <laughs> the booing this time around, but that's only because right. he could tell them to boo at him instead of be <laughs> organic from the audience. <laughs> anyway, obviously we're going to talk about the draft today, but uh, – before we do that, I wanted to see what you guys thought, how the Jets drafted uh, this year. So I put a little poll on Twitter, and I wanted to see, obviously, what you guys would rate them. So I gave you options. Was it an A? Was it a B? Was it a C? Or was it a D or F? And the results show that B was the most okay. popular answer All right. at, at 64%. And then A was the second most popular answer at 36%. Now, that's all of the 100%. So there was no Cs. <laughs> there was no Ds or Fs. Now, I will say 20% of them As are probably people that were going to choose A no matter what. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of people that when you're a Jets fan, you're honest. <laughs> you're flat out. You're just honest, okay? So I know the fact that we got a bunch of Bs on this was absolutely encouraging to me and it shows me what i think um joe douglas is at least portraying to these fans and i really appreciate the fact that he's doing what he can to make not only us happy but the jets organization happy as well so um just because you get a good grade though by, by anybody a, a or a b doesn't mean you're gonna have a good draft later on in the years, just like back in the day where you were telling me about the Seahawks got a D with who they drafted. I, I remember who it was. What do you have that eight years ago? Mm -hmm. Seattle Seahawks got a D grade from bleacher report. They drafted <laughs> Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson that year. And they're like, well, oh, this is the worst draft I've ever seen from the Seahawks. Well, guess what? <laughs> kind of worked out for him. Yeah. So yeah, that didn't, uh, didn't go the way that they had thought. 
just like maybe this won't go the same way the Jets have thought when we are grading this as a B. I mean, that's that's way better than years past. The Jets have we've always said, oh, it's a C or a D. I've never really seen Fs because there's usually more positivity a little bit. than that. But it's usually not overwhelmingly a B or even an A for that matter. So yep. Well, they didn't draft like a that. defensive lineman in the first round, so that bumps it up a grade no matter what. And uh, then they draft a wide <laughs> yes. receiver, so then it goes up another notch. No matter what you think, they actually drafted what people wanted them to draft, so everybody's mm -hmm. very happy right now. Again, doesn't mean that they will all pan out. But right. uh, time will tell. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the draft. Obviously, we got to go with the first pick that the Jets had. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Bakai Becton. Tackle, Louisville. So the run on receivers is going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah, that was Roger Goodell saying Makai Becton was our first pick. And the guy is huge, all right? Yes, he is. This guy is ginormous. And I think it's a great pick. Originally, I was, obviously, I was, if you watched the live stream with Fantasy Fuel, I was a little upset that the Jets didn't go out and pick Tristan Wirfs because he was considered to be the all-around better offensive tackle. But Becton is huge, and he can push a truck. <laughs> I mean, that is really cool. I mean, this guy has got the strength. I love it. I mean, if there's anyone who can give bigger holes to Le'Veon Bell and um, more protection to Sam Darnold, it's got to be this guy. It's got to be this guy. Well, so, go ahead. I was just going to say, if Mackay Becton can play like a real offensive tackle in the NFL can play, and then the overall size of this creature, I'm just going to call him a creature. He is huge, and <laughs> if he can put the talent with the size, he is going to be the most insane tackle in the league. And the last time, I'm sure you remember, the last time the Jets took an offensive tackle in the first round was DeBrickishaw Ferguson, mm -hmm. and he was pretty darn good. So if we can get DeBrickishaw Ferguson uh, stats out of Makai Becton, then, uh, yeah, good pick. Absolutely. Yep. And he's not just big and strong and, you know, that, that burly guy that you see. I mean, he's also really athletic. He can play both sides of the offensive tackle position, so that's going to help. And with a little help with his craft, he can become one of the best offensive tackles in, in the league, in my opinion. I think the guy, I mean, if you're already that big and you get you get – crafted into a NFL type of offensive tackle. How can you go wrong? I mean, it, he, he can't get too big. Let's just go there. He can't get too big to where he can't move. But he's already athletic enough. I mean, he ran a pretty good 40 from what I remember. And I'm glad that the Jets actually picked him over Wurfs now just because I, the guy's a – he's a beast. If you're, he's a beast. And would I have rather have had maybe Judy or Lamb? Probably. But – uh we did get a pretty good wide receiver in the second round, which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. But uh, I absolutely love this pick, and I once I had time to sit and reflect, I absolutely loved it more than uh, Tristan Wirfs. Now, this this was a little bit interesting because he was the guy I sent you a a message yes before the draft started uh, that he was flagged for having a, a flag drug test. Um, and I'll say what Becton said about it. He said it was a one-time thing, and 
I have to believe him. I hope I believe him <laughs> because he can't be kidding around here. If if he if he messes up again, it can ruin a career. I mean, just look at uh, Josh Gordon. I mean, it, it's just weed with him, but it still messed up his career to where he couldn't play. I mean, yes, it, weed is one of the things that's going around and it's getting legalized almost everywhere, and it's still not allowed in the NFL. So you can't mess up again, Becton. Please, you got to sit back. Don't do it. Whatever it is that you did, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was weed or if it was whatever, anything else. I don't know if it's performance enhancing drugs. I don't know. I'm not going to go there and I'm not going to speculate, but just don't do it again, please, because we need you and you're really talented. Don't mess up again. And I, from what I can tell right now, he is going to give, I mean, this is what Joe Douglas 100% said. He was going to give Sam Darnold protection. He said that to Sam Darnold's parents. Yeah. So, 100% he's doing everything he can in not just this draft, but in the free agency. So right now, Joe Douglas is giving, I give almost a Joe Douglas an A, regardless of what I give this draft, I give him an A right now, just because he's sticking to his word. Now think about this, Jets fans. Just think, imagine if you will, Mackay Becton in front of Le'Veon Bell after he pancakes the first guy. <laughs> and if he's athletic as we see, he mm-hmm. could be in front of Le'Veon Bell for another player or two, and he's running. It, it reminds me of like the replacements where somebody's <laughs> just knocking over a guy, you know, going in and just bow, 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 and yeah, just just imagine that for a moment. Makai Becton in front of Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell is one of the most patient running backs in the league, so he could just be sitting back, be like. I don't have to do nothing. I'll just let this guy push everybody over in front of me. And I know that's a bit of a stretch, but it's a nice <laughs> visual to have right now coming fresh off the draft. <laughs> I, I mean, I absolutely love this guy because he's huge. And I mean, if it's not, if it wasn't just because he's, I didn't really know that he was that big. I'm just looking at stats and I'm looking at all this other stuff. It's like, wow. When I actually saw that they, when they drafted him, the, the guy is a beast and that's 100% why they drafted him. I'm sure of it. I'm hundred percent positive in that. But anyway, we can get, move on to the second pick that the jets had. The New York jets pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The jets like Denzel Mims wide receiver Baylor. The Baylor bear is finally off the board. <laughs> Yes, and he says finally off the board for a reason because the Jets traded back their pick and they traded back pretty decently far back in that draft. And I think it was at least 10 spots from what I remember. And they ended up getting Denzel Mins when they they could have got him with their pick and it would have made perfect sense. And it makes perfect sense now. Now you've seen everything that Joe Douglas just did. They traded back and they still got Denzel Mims after that whole second round where there's a huge run. And I said this in fantasy fuel. If you're going to listen to that as well, there's a huge run of wide receivers in the second round. So Joe Douglas says, you know what? I still, I think that makes perfect sense that we can trade back in this draft and still get the guy we want. And so, yeah, he did that. And I think it was B E a beautiful. And that was one of my favorite picks in the entire draft, just because I mean, it makes perfect sense for what he just did. And we got another guy in the third round because of this. I mean, now we got Mims, 
We got Crowder. We got Perryman. And we got maybe a noon raw, hopefully, longer than a couple maybe. games. <laughs> um, this has a chance to become a really good group of wide receivers. And I think Joe Douglas has done everything we've asked of him, at least within these first two rounds. And he's improved that wide, wide receiver position quite a bit, even losing Robbie Anderson. And I, like I said on Fantasy Fuel, I think Mims has every opportunity to become better than Robbie Anderson was. And I think he's already kind of at that level. <laughs> I mean, I know Robbie Anderson is has been in the league for a long time, and he has made spectacular plays. But Mims is a very similar type of talent to what Robbie Anderson had. I'm 100% on board with this, and I love the pick. Yep, definitely. When we did Fantasy Fuel, he was, uh, I believe, my number five favorite landing spot of the Mm -hmm. entire draft. And not just because we do the Jets show here, but it made perfect sense. And they were able to score other draft picks and other players because of trading back and still being able to get this guy. it's It's a great feeling to have a guy that you already had fairly high on your board, I'm assuming, and yeah. being able to get up and get some other players, uh, other ones we'll talk about here. But uh, Mims has already said that he's going to make Sam Darnold his new best friend. So that's a good <laughs> thing already that he is on board and he wants to get to work with his quarterback. Now, after the first two rounds, aren't you excited? Aren't you super excited about this Jets team? It's going just the way we had planned, you know, an offensive tackle and a wide receiver in the first two rounds. We didn't care which order it went in. I think it was best for the Jets that it went in this order. So we're going (laughs) great. We're excited. And then I, I texted you. I texted you in the first two rounds. I said, but before the second round was even over, I, we didn't have our pick yet. I said, I'm a little worried about what the Jets are going to do with this yeah. pick. And then they traded back, like, immediately after I said like, that. I said, what? okay, what's going on? And and then they got Mims. I was like, this okay. is perfect. Wow. Anyway, let's move on to round three. 68th pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The New York Jets select Ashton Davis. Defensive back. California. Okay, this is a fascinating pick because Ashton Davis has been referred to by Peter King, among other people, as the mystery man in this draft. (laughs) Mystery man indeed, and I was mystified why the Jets took a safety in this draft to begin with because I was just like, really? A safety? Uh, That's like one of our strongest positions right now with Jamal Adams and Marcus May. But be that as may, we all know the whole rumors about Adams right now and the fact that his contract situation isn't all that great and it could get kind of messy. Uh, and Marcus May is, you know, he's on a final year of his contract, so maybe that's what's going on here. Um, Davis is a free safety. So if you see something with him, it well, he had, what, seven interceptions in his, his college career. So it's it's I think he's he's a tough guy. He's electric. He's got electric personality, that's for sure, and he's fast. I don't mind the pick. I'm not disgusted with it. <laughs> um, he's a terrific special teams player as well, so I, that's good. Yeah, he can also be a cornerback, so there's some versatility that he brings to this. Um, I, I, I like that. So basically, <laughs> he can play anywhere as far as a cornerback or uh, safety, which to me is kind of a huge deal. Um, ah, it, it, it's, it's a little interesting because he had growing surgery in December 
And then we didn't get to see him in the combine. So there was no official 40 time or anything like that. But that didn't stop him from going out there, making some videos, uh, showing teams what he has and what it takes to, to, to do something like that. So I absolutely think he has the personality to be something that the Jets can develop. Whether or not it takes a year or two or three, I don't know. But I think the guy, it was a mystery. Like, you just <laughs> really didn't know what you're going to get out of him. And I think, obviously, Joe Douglas was impressed by him. So I'm trusting Joe right now. Well, here's the thing. You alluded to it, hit on it just a little bit. Yep. They are now prepared for either situation to happen mm-hmm. with their safeties. Whether yep. or not, and they did just pick up the fifth year on Jamal Adams. So they're going to okay. have him again, yeah, true. but the rumors are out there that he could get traded. Well, if he does, guess what? Asha Davis steps right into one of the safety roles. And then you alluded to also Marcus May. He doesn't have a fifth year option. So right. this is the last year of his deal. You're going to have to pay one of those safeties. And I don't know that you can afford to pay both. So they were basically protecting themselves for after this year, somehow, some way, they will still have a good safety in the mix. And then this year, just think about it this way. This year, you said it. He can play both cornerback and safety. So now this year, he can be kind of like, I mean, maybe they'll play some three safety defenses, and he can cover a tight end or, you know, one of those slot guys that are a little bit bigger but faster than a tight end. He's got that kind of versatility that it could play this year's defense they could have all sorts of options yeah i think there's absolute certainty they're going to get him on the field one way or another um hopefully it's not through injury i would hate to see either one of may or uh, adams go down because they are keys to our defense big keys and i wouldn't want to see that happen but i i I want to see what this guy has uh and that's basically it i mean if if we have him at cornerback and he's actually pretty good at that let's keep him there There let's see what happens i absolutely would love to see that but Let's go on to the Jets' next pick. With the 79th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Jabari Zuniga, defensive end, Florida. Now I know what you're thinking. Uh Is this guy friends with Ja'Kai Polite because they were both on the (laughs) same team in Florida? Uh. I know what you're thinking. Well, (laughs) maybe he was. I don't really know. I'm not going to go into that. But uh, unlike Polite, Zuniga is a great kid. I mean, he is a, he doesn't have that attitude, you know, and, and, and that's according to a lot of sort different personal sources that he has. So he doesn't have the attitude problem. Zuniga's, uh, he does have a small issue with staying healthy. So that's a, a little bit of an issue there. Uh, he played through some injuries, which I actually kind of like to a certain degree. I don't obviously I don't want him going out there and playing through an injury where he's worse off because of it. But, uh, he only played six games last season because he had a high ankle sprain. So it's a little bit of a, of a, a toss up to a certain degree, but the guy has really, really good stats. He had 18 and a half sacks, uh, 34 and a half tackles for losses. Um, he's six foot three, he's 264 pounds. And he ran the second fastest 40 yard dash by any defensive lineman in the scouting combine. So I like that a lot. I mean, that's really, really good. So Zuniga, he may he may be a flop like his former teammate, Polite, 
but I kind of think he won't because um, he just had, he's got, he's, it was a solid value in the third round. I'm not going to say it was a great guy to have, but we needed defensive end. We needed an edge rusher, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I definitely consider uh, that he is a good, a good pick. And, and what he thinks of himself, and he thinks he's the steal of draft. He said that himself. So go out there and prove it. Yeah. Please tell me, show me right now that you can be the steal of draft and I will 1000% love you for it. Please. Yep. Uh, Zuniga, he's definitely, uh, a very quick dude, as you said. So they've yeah. got that kind of guy, a guy who can pin his ears back, rush the quarterback, whether it's on, you know, third down and, you know, second down, maybe he's not always in there on first down. If it's, you know, running plays, they expect coming, but, um, and it leaves the door open still possibly for Clowney to come. If you're still into that thing, you know, my feelings <laughs> on Clowney, but they didn't spend a lot of draft capital to get Zuniga and it was more of a need pick in that. Maybe he wasn't the hundred yes. percent best yep. available player at that point, but maybe they didn't think they would be able to get him in the fourth round. And then like you and I had said in fantasy fuel, who knew that, Anai was going to drop yeah. to the fifth round. Good if they golly. knew he was going to last that long, maybe they would have taken somebody different in the third. But it's still it's still a decent pick, and it could definitely pan out. Maybe he's more of a situational player overall, but there are a lot of good situational players in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the Jets would have known that Anai was going to fall to the fifth round, they would have 100% not have taken an edge rusher with that pick, and they would have waited. But you don't know that because, I mean, there was not one single mock draft that had an eye going that late. I did not see one. So you can't predict that. And, unfortunately, he went to the Cowboys. For mm-hmm. I, I, I can't stand the Cowboys. It doesn't matter what team you are and, or what team you root for. You most likely don't like the Cowboys or the Patriots. Right. That's pretty much a given. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the Jets' next pick. Meanwhile, we have running back LaMichael Pirine off the board. And, yes, he is a cousin of former Oklahoma and current Dolphins running back Samar J. Pirine. So, <laughs> LaMichael Pirine, we had, we, okay, we had an episode of Fantasy Fuel, uh, what, f- uh, February 24th? Yeah. Um, where we talked about the rookie running backs and what, where, we, we didn't know where they were going to go or anything like that. But um, I had a particular a man crush on this guy. And so I'd like to play that clip that where I talked about him way before the draft started. So go ahead and play the clip. Man crush. Who's your man crush? Well, it's interesting. It's not somebody who I think is going to be the best running back in the draft. Um, like I think Dobbins is, but Michael P Ryan, um, he should have honestly went into the draft last year because Florida's running game got worse this year. But he he came back to Florida, and he had a down year. Now, he didn't really have a down year as far as talent, but uh, when, teams running, when a team's running game takes a step back, it reflects negatively on the main guy. Of and course. The main guy. So uh, when Florida run the, ran the ball 60% of their plays in 2018 – they averaged 213 yards per game, which is really good. Now, last year in 2019, they only averaged 130 yards per game. 
during that situation. So it's a big, big difference. No, however, this is this is where he becomes my man crush. In the Orange Bowl, in the Orange Bowl last year, the Gators could not pass the ball worth anything. It was really bad. Um, so they leaned on P. Ryan a lot, and he stood out big time. He had 138 yards rushing, two touchdowns, five receptions, 43 yards, and a score receiving as well. I mean, the guy was really good in that game, and he was named the MVP of the Orange Bowl, which says it says a lot to me. Um, so there's a there's a big chance that he could get overlooked by some people, and if that's the case, thank you. Yeah, I'll sure. snag him up right now. <laughs> he is my man crush. I think he can really provide a lot of spark in the NFL. Now, here's where people are probably going to overlook whether they're right or wrong. Uh, he has the last name P. Ryan. We've had another P. Ryan in the <laughs> NFL that did absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, that's it. I mean, that mean, and I think later on you even said uh, that he was going to you know, he needed an offensive line to, you know, be successful in fantasy outlooks or whatever. Right. But he he has an offensive line. We just upgraded everything right. on the offensive line. So 100% this guy was the right pick. I know a lot of people don't like the fact that we picked him up. But, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's not going to be there forever. We got we got got to go out and get somebody. The guys we got behind him right now ain't gonna cut it. They ain't gonna cut it. So give Lamichael P Ryan a chance, people, please, because I know a lot of I've seen a lot of negativity out there about him, and I I, I don't think it's called for. I think he's got really good talent. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I th- I thought he did before they even drafted right, yeah. him. So please, 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 please give him a chance. I think there's a a good possibility he can be the next starting running back for the New York Jets after Le'Veon Bell is no longer on the team. For sure. Um, Like you said, Le'Veon Bell is not going to be there forever, and even if he is there for a little bit longer, what's to say that they can't have a one-two punch with him and P. Ryan? P. Ryan, he just bounces off people and just, bam, gone. He, He has the speed, he has the agility, and I... After watching a little bit more of him, after you explained why he was your man crush, I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm falling into that same category. I really love the way he looks. And, again, I'm a Florida State fan for college. So when yeah. you're talking about somebody from Florida, I'm prone <laughs> to hate them off the bat before you say anything about them. Shouldn't be, but, hey, that's the way it is when it comes to college <laughs> sports. But, yeah, the fourth round, why not? It's it's a good good spot to take a guy who – could possibly potentially be something in the future when you don't necessarily know what the future holds. But, you know, I, Michael Pirine is is a guy that could hit a home run. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, I I think this is this it's a to me it's a perfect spot for him. I just I don't understand all the uh the hate on this guy right now. I, I just don't get it. I absolutely think it's perfect. Now, let's move on to the next pick in the draft for the Jets. And now James Morgan is off the board for the Jets. Remember, the Jets averaged under eight points a game in the three games that Sam Darnold missed last season. You might imagine they lost them all. James Morgan grew up in Green Bay, huge Packer fan. He wore the number four in youth football for one reason only, if you grew up in 
Green Bay. That's because Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if they if who has number four or whatnot, but they should give it to him because Brett Favre wore that same uniform. So that's true. Um, I, let's 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 not last too long on this guy. <laughs> I mean, we needed a backup quarterback desperately. So I'm really good with this. Let's hope it works out. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't, we don't need to talk about James Morgan all that much. I mean, I think he was a solid quarterback in college, but I mean, when it comes to the NFL, he's not going to be our starter. So we don't really need to talk too much about yeah. him. And and if he turns out to be anything at all, Hey, you took what yeah. a fifth, a fifth round pick and turned it yeah. into maybe a third round or a second round pick. If he turns out to be something another team likes, it, I mean, it's totally an investment, not just for yep. right now because he is definitely very possibly better than all the backup quarterbacks the Jets had last year. <laughs> but in the future, it could be worth another pick down the line if uh, they can get something out of him. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's go on to the next pick. Oh, we take a look now at. Cameron Clark, the offensive tackle out of Charlotte, who goes to the Jets. Yeah, Sam Darnold's going to like him, Trey. Cameron Clark, an experienced left tackle. He was named the team's offensive MVP in 2017. Long arm, 6'4 and a half, 308 pounder. When you look at him, impressed with his performance against Clemson. Um, pretty much says everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's another offensive tackle. Depth, 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 depth. That is perfect. Thank you so much, Joe Douglas. You are not disappointing Sam Donald's parents at this point. You can't be. They got to be really happy that he's going to not get hit around as much this year. And he's probably not going to start this year, I would no. imagine, but we'll see. I mean, if he really steps up and becomes a really good guy, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see him start. But, I mean, he's probably a little bit of a project of a player, but he's got all the tangibles to be a starter. Uh, maybe, maybe not this year, but maybe in the next few years. Yeah, uh, if he's not starter this year, uh, he's definitely a good depth piece. As yeah. much as the Jets signed guys out of free agency this year, there still wasn't a lot of depth involved. There was some versatility, but maybe not a lot of depth. And now with Becton coming in and Clark coming in, now you got some pieces there. And if they end up starting together, that's a couple of big guys out in the tackle spots, and that could be very fun for years to come. Absolutely, and I 100% can't wait to see how this offensive line progresses in the future because it could be really good. It really could. So let's keep going with it. Next year, if if we see holes on that offensive line, draft it. Let's keep doing it. Do it. I've been saying this for years. Draft offensive linemen every single year in the first, second round, and it will always work out for you. Anyway, let's move on to the next pick. Bryce Hall, corner out of Virginia, DJ, goes to the Nets and, excuse me, the Jets. He had some injury issues that took him out of the combine, so he had to sort of work his way through this here. Yeah, he ended up missing eight games in 2019 due to a broken leg, but you can see here the athleticism. <laughs> I had to put that one in there. Oh, that was beautiful. I mean, the way they're going to the Nets. I mean, the Jets, come on, man. I know we're missing Get basketball right. some, but uh, the New York <laughs> Nets is not a team no matter where you look at it. <laughs> anyway, uh, most people have actually projected Bryce Hall to be a third rounder or even yes. a second round prospect in some cases. So uh, the fact that we got him, I, mean, I know he had serious issues with his uh, his 
ankle injury that he had in 2019 that, you know, made him only be able to play six games. But, I mean, the injury was significant. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty bad injury. So I think that's why it makes it um, – that's why he fell in this draft, I think, for the, for the most part. But going off of that, I mean, if he – if he becomes something of this, I mean, maybe the injury doesn't really affect him as he recovers. I mean, this could be a huge, huge steal in this draft. And I absolutely love the pick again because what are you what are you losing out in this in this late round draft pick? Yeah, You're not losing out on anything taking a risk on this guy. In 2018, he was a second team All American. He has excellent uh, length. He's six foot one as a cornerback. That's really good. He's 202 pounds. He he has every physical upside to be a number one cornerback in the NFL. So the fact that we got him this late in the draft, 100%, um, I'm all for it. Uh, he has no issues running downhill. He's he's a really he's got really he's smart and he's got really high character as well. And that to me, this is just a, a this is what Joe Douglas is doing. <laughs> I was just okay? going to say that he is he is going after people with high character. So he's not, he's obviously not listening to whatever Adam Gase is saying. Hey, what about that Jakai Polite guy? No, we're no. not going after these horrible character people. We're going after people with really high character. So clearly, that's what Joe Douglas is doing. And I absolutely am 100 million percent on board <laughs> with how he has done this. And if you're going after character people, that is the right way. That is the best way to get a guy that you need on the team to fill a void who has talent. Yes, that was a scary injury. We'll see what happens moving forward, but it was a late round pick. You have nothing to lose. Yeah, very low risk. Uh, obviously, there could be a very high reward. Uh, his character's good, so you're not going to catch him slacking off. Oh, yeah, right. well, I'm on the team now, and they're not going to cut me, so I'm just going to screw up. No, you you got drafted in the sixth round. You know your place. You know you're going to have to work for it. You've had your injury. Hopefully that's it. But mm-hmm. the thing about a lot of these draft picks, uh, I talked a little bit earlier uh, about Zuniga and now with Bryce right. Hall. These guys, they fill a void, but there's also still room for Clowney and maybe even Logan Ryan to still come into the mix and they have the room and they can shift a couple of things around. And then these guys have even less pressure on them if they do end up going and signing another free agent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? I mean, let's do it. If we're going to do it, let's do it. If not, that's okay. I I like the way we drafted. And I, one more thing I want to say about Hall is that, you know, he was, uh, in last year, I don't know if this had to do with the fact that he was injured. So maybe they just kind of gave it to him. But he was the team captain last year. Right. So, I mean, that's saying something. I mean, the guy has clearly a a very good character role. And I, I to me, that's, that's 100% worth it just with that. I don't need to know that he was a really good cornerback. I don't need to know any of that stuff. If you've got somebody who's decent at what he does and he has really good character, sign him up. Anyway, that leads us into the last pick for the New York Jets, um, which is Braden Mann was a punter. So that's good. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say except for what's really kind of hilarious. The, I have a Jets fan at work um, who he said this was his favorite pick, and he was being serious. He was <laughs> nice. being serious. He said this guy, the, what he saw out of him in college, he said, I thought he was going to go in the third, fourth round. 
<laughs> so he's he's the only other Jets fan in my area because I don't actually live in New York. But uh, I thought it was hilarious that that's out of all the picks that we had, he was on board with Braden Mann, the punter, which, hey, you know what? Having a really good punter is really key. So if he's as good as what they're saying, good. I'm glad we have him. I'm really, really glad we have him. Hey, when you got a good defense, or at least we're hoping the Jets have a really good defense, if your offense struggles a little bit, but you have that punter that can pin them back, Every exactly. so often, it help it changes the flow of a game where the other offense is now struggling to get out of the end zone, out of their you know own twenty yard line, and your defense is feeling good and you're starting to get some momentum. So yeah, I understand. There's a lot of people that do gravitate to these special teams type picks and punters like last year with the Packers when they took a punter and a long snapper or whatever it was they're <laughs> yeah. like what are we doing like no <laughs> honestly just listen to what they're saying it actually helps the entire team out if you have that under control right so if you it's have just it, not a flashy pick yeah, you know it's not something like oh wow I mean it's a punter you know actually that's pretty important so I'm glad they did it I'm yep. perfectly fine with that. Now, we did have another pick, but we ended up trading that to the uh, Indianapolis Colts for a former second-round pick. And Quincy Wilson, cornerback, um, this guy, he's been fine. There's nothing spectacular about him, but I'm he's got a chance to be on the field pretty much every time he goes out there. I mean, Quincy Wilson, <clears throat> not a bad cornerback in the NFL. So the fact that we traded our last pick for somebody who was a second-rounder, yeah, why not? I mean, that's a beautiful thing to do as well. I, Joe Douglas has nailed pretty much everything on this draft, and there's some things I would have maybe slightly changed a little bit, but I, I absolutely love this draft. I mean, I wasn't expecting to be excited about the amount of defensive players that he actually got for this team. I wasn't expecting to, to be happy about it. I was right. expecting him to come on, let's get another wide receiver or let's get another offensive lineman, which we did. We got two yep. offensive linemen. But I, I, I'm happy with what Joe Douglas has done. If I were to personally rate this draft, I would give it a B plus. I'm not willing to go A, A minus, because I think just the fact that Bradley and I went in the fifth round kind of makes me like, come on, you know? Yeah. But the guy we got at edge rushing, extremely high character. So maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's that why be. Bradley and I dropped. Maybe it was the fact that he maybe doesn't have good character. I don't know. I don't know that much about Bradley and I, I know his stats. I know what I, I see on the field from his highlights, yep. but character means a lot more than a lot of people think. So I'm 100% on board with Joe Douglas so far. I think he's done a great job. So are there any Indianapolis Colts defensive backs left for the jets to peel away from them, I mean, they got Pierre Desir and now right, Quincy right, right. Wilson. Is there anybody left that they can trade for or swipe away Let's somehow? Let's just get them all. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get them all. <laughs> all right. I think that's going to do it for us. I know I'm pretty sure this was a little longer than expected, but I appreciate you listening to us. Remember, you can listen to the back row uh, network. There's all sorts of teams right now. You got the Raiders, you got the Packers, you got the Dolphins. You get, there's a lot of them. Go out there and check it out. If you got another team you want to check out, I mean, you're listening to Jets. Maybe you do want to figure out what the Dolphins are talking about, what the Patriots are talking about. So go check them out. Remember that you can listen to us. Uh, uh, if you're into fantasy football, fantasy fuel, me and John, we do another show. So please do that if you're willing to. And obviously the back row fantasy show as well. They do a great job. 
as well. So you got anything else for me, John, before we get out of here? Uh, no, I got nothing other than the fact that I feel like the NFL season is in swing, whether or yeah. not we get there or not, <laughs> but it makes me feel good that we got real news to yes. talk about and, uh, it will actually keep us. There will be lots of news about these guys, undrafted free agents coming up soon, some more free agent signings probably, all sorts of good stuff. It feels good. I'm glad we got this. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.